All right, little onions. Today, there is only one question. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Oh my god, guys! I could levitate. Two words. Multimedia event. (laughs) (laughs) Moichandizing. Moichandizing. (laughs) Moichandizing? Hey, be quiet. I'm moichandizing here. Thanks for the gas, yogurt. Oh my god. That's a different Rick Moranis movie. Thanks for the gas, yo, Captain Helmet. I love space balls, but no, this is Ghostbusters. (laughs) Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where busting makes me feel good. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1984 classic, Ghostbusters. Yes. There's so much to unpack today. Too much. There's too much. (laughs) But before we get started, don't forget, this spooky season, please go follow us on Twitter at KickNStream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at KickingAndStreamingPodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. Please be practicing the three R's, rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join this spooky little watch party we've got going on. And if you guys want more spooky from us, go over to the Patreon and check out our coverage of The Haunting of Hill House. Guys, there has never been a better time to give us your money. <laughs> For $5 a month, you get guaranteed two posts a month. And guys, yes, we you're getting double right now because as Carrie Ann just said, we are deep in the throes of our coverage of The Haunting of Hill House from Netflix and Mike Flanagan, because we are what? We are Flanagasted. And Flanistans, absolutely. <laughs> Flanagasted Flanistans. Flanagasted Flanistans. Oh, God. October, guys, it's my favorite time of the year to revisit all the Flanagan content. Merry gay Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get busted. Yeah, speaking of Satan, we've got a banger for you today. <laughs> Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. They're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay, all right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Did you see it? stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? Stick. Hold. Oh. Heat him up. Smoke it. 
Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world. Ghostbusters. Supernatural. Uh-huh. That's what we're talking about today. The supernatural. Guys, please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Ivan Reitman. What has he directed that we've covered before? Kindergarten Cop. Oh, God. Yeah, he did Kindergarten <laughs> Cop. He also did Ghostbusters 2, terrible movie. Oh, stop. I'm kidding, no. Went <laughs> off Ghostbusters 2. I don't even remember the plot of Ghostbusters 2. I know it has something to do with a baby and like- Yeah, there's like a river of ectoplasm running through the city. Like Dana Barrett's baby or something. I don't know. And there's a painting and a, and a, a, a ghoul involved. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's not that bad. It's it's just not as good as this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, guys, there's. I, I I feel like we almost need a separate podcast to talk about the lead up to this movie and the development of this production. The development to this project is uh, messy. Is that so? Can yeah. you elaborate a little bit on that for me? I mean, from the beginning, the, the idea was basically Dan Aykroyd's, right? Yeah. Because his family's always been deep into the occult and like studying the paranormal. Yeah, I, for, from what I understand, there's very little acting here, actually. <laughs> Yes. From Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, this is actually all Dan Aykroyd. So he kind of came up with the principal idea, and then there were many revisions of the script until they brought Harold Ramis in. Mm-hmm. And then Harold Ramis helped put together a, the bulk of what we know as the actual Ghostbusters movie. God bless you, Harold. R.I.P. Yeah, I know. Bless his soul. And that, like, this movie was almost not called Ghostbusters. Oh. It was almost called Ghostbreakers? No. Yeah, I know. No, I'm so <laughs> glad history went the correct way. Ghostbreakers! Ghostbreakers! <laughs> it's just not you, as neat. You don't break ghosts. You bust ghosts. Or something. Some other little animation company owned the copyright to the name Ghostbusters. You're kidding. Yeah, no. They must have paid big. It was the production company that uh, produced He-Man, I think, actually. And actually, they didn't pay any money for it because what ended up happening was one of their executives, the people who were trying to make the movie, one of their executives got fired because the company that owned them, Coca-Cola, didn't like him. Okay. And he got hired on at Universal which is the parent company of this tiny animation company. So they suddenly had the rights to the title. Like, literally weeks out. Weeks out of this movie being released, they still didn't have that copyright. It was like a Hail Mary. Yeah, the face, on, the look on your face right now. Weeks out? They were weeks out from premiere. Oh, yikes. They'd already tested the movie with audiences. This is, that's bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's sweating bullets right there. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Tapping the watch. We're almost at premiere. Because they spent upwards of like $30 million. <laughs> so. That's a lot of moolah. <laughs> Damn, Columbia Pictures. <laughs> also, I love how this movie's old enough to have the old Columbia lady. Yeah, I and know. Not, <laughs> not the new one. You love the old Columbia lady, not the yassified one. Oh, no, I like the yassified one. Oh, okay. She, she, yeah, no, it's always the the, the yassified. <laughs> <laughs> My God. 
the newer <laughs> Columbia lady. There were also just tons of crazy things with doing additional shots. Like after they tested the movie with audiences, Ivan Reitman wanted to do all these extra shots. And like there was all of that extra stuff. And then the special effects were out of control. Like you There's were- something. <laughs> There's some pretty great ones and some pretty bad ones. We're talking about one of the tightest special effects schedules in like movie making history here they did they did not have the appropriate amount of time i i I, you know i almost want to save it for when we talk about it but i'm just going to mention it now any every time every single time (laughs) dana barrett opens that refrigerator for the first time (laughs) and then that puppet of the whatever it is the cat dog or whatever (laughs) opens its mouth and goes zoo (laughs) <laughs> the, li- the the 65 watt white light bulb that is in its throat <laughs> I love this I just, movie oh my god I mean I'm sure that the extent to which audiences were actually scared by this movie I'm not sure oh but... no of course not it's a comedy it's a comedy before it's anything I mean from the second city of it all to the script itself like it's a comedy let me tell you, this this the song that accompanies this movie, an absolute classic, predating the Goonies. I know, right? I, you know how we, we talked about in when we talked about the Goonies, like, you know, the rise of the popularity of the hit song made for the film? Yeah. Yeah, this was just the summer before. Yeah. So Ray Parker Jr., you know he's still making Ghostbusters money. <laughs> yeah. Every Halloween there's an excuse. Like <laughs> That's a year-round song for me. I don't care what anybody says. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Remember, it was on the mixtape? Yeah. yeah. It was on Mom and Dad's mixtapes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And you know what? They were they were 20 and, like, 19 when this movie came out. Our parents were, Can yeah. Can you believe that? That our parents were ever 20? I know. It's, <laughs> it's just not a thing that happens. No. almost didn't happen like Ray Parker Jr. like he was like I ain't got no lyrics for this because he had to work Ghostbusters in there somehow exactly and he's like this doesn't rhyme with anything this sounds wrong every way I sing it and then he got the idea from one of those commercials like the exterminators who were like you got a bug problem who you gonna call yeah. Okay. <laughs> and guys, remember what I said. Two words. Multimedia franchise. <laughs> oh my God, just the toys from this movie. Like, those were a huge cultural thing in their own right. Obviously, there's Ghostbusters. There's Ghostbusters 2. There's Ghostbusters 2016. Yes. And then there's Ghostbusters Afterlife. There's also a TV show that ran from 86 to 91 called The Real Ghostbusters. Oh, Lord. And I'm not sure what that's about. Yep, it's animated. Yep, 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 it was a cartoon. That's right, that's right. And then there was a video game. I I know, I remember there were kids my age who played the Ghostbusters video game. There are several. There are several video games. There are too many to count, actually. (laughs) Uh, There was the original one from 84. There was one in 87 and plenty, a couple in the 90s. More have been produced since like 2006, but 
Guys, it made over $250 million. Yeah. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. It is one of the most enduring franchises from this time. It's just so neat. I know. That is the thing. Like, it's just, it's fun. These three dorks want to go into business together cleaning homes. It's a fun paranormal adventure. (laughs) And you know what? There are some parts of it that might be, like, an eensy bit scary. Uh Uh-huh. But, like. We'll get Not to for it. long. <laughs> Guys, you might have guessed it, but we have names. <laughs> Guys, please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Bill Murray as Dr. Peter Vankman. Oh, Lord. He was with us when we covered Groundhog Day. We did not cover Groundhog we Day. We covered Groundhog Day. No, we didn't. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> we did not. I have sworn we covered Groundhog Day. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> That's funny even of itself. No, of course not. Wow. We did not cover Groundhog Day. (laughs) Well, then what was he in? Space Jam. Oh, God. And Little Shop. Yep. Fuck me. (laughs) I can't believe you thought he was in Groundhog Day. I can't believe that. Oh, shit. Guys, please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Bill Murray. He's playing Dr. Peter Vankman with us here today. Mm, Unpopular opinion. I don't like Peter. No, he's the... I hate it. I hate... I hate... I hate Bankman. He's does. He takes none of it seriously. I know. And you know what? I, it, it wouldn't be the same without him either. I, I know. You know what I mean? It's infuriating. But guys, uh, he was with us when we almost did it again. <laughs> Groundhog Day. He was with us when we covered... He was with us when we covered Space Jam. He was with us when we covered Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Remember, he was the... The guy that likes pain yeah, and he, goes to the dentist for fun. He was the masochist who loves going to the to the dentist. Oh. I mean, guys, come on. Osmosis Jones, Groundhog Day, Tootsie, Caddyshack. I forget about Osmosis. Osmosis Jones sometimes, and then I remember, and I'm like, wow, the early aughts were wild. He's like OG SNL, yeah, like yeah, from yeah, the yeah. late 70s. Like from that golden era, right? And who could forget Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Garfield. <laughs> Which, I mean, is there anyone else to voice that character? <laughs> I really don't think so. Also, National Lampoon, of course. Of course. Guys, please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Dan Aykroyd. He is playing Dr. Ray Stance with us here today. Dan Aykroyd is the OG SNL. Yeah, he was the member. He was a member of the first cast with like Chevy Chase and like mm-hmm. uh, Chevy Chase. <laughs> there are others. <laughs> John Belushi. John Belushi, and you know, <laughs> guys, Coneheads. Yeah, Blues Brothers. He was with us when we covered My Girl. He was with us when we covered Christmas with the Cranks. Both Jamie Lee Curtis movies. <laughs> yes, both both Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis stands. Um, and I would not be who I am if I did not bring this up. But- no. <laughs> it up every time. The Crystal Head Vodka? Stop. <laughs> He's the proprietor of Crystal Head Vodka. Dan Aykroyd, you're a weird one. He is a weird a- one. And I love you for it. He- I'm sorry. No, Dan, no, no, He's- <laughs> He's hella cute in this movie. He is hella cute. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like 32. And he looks younger than that. He's young. He's, <laughs> he's so young. <laughs> I love me a cute nerd. I know. I know. Guys, please welcome to Kicking and Streaming for the first time, Harold Ramis yeah. as Dr. Egon Spangler here with us today. I feel like he is the f- cherished fan favorite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, no. Well, like, he, we all get weepy about Spangler. I mean, Ramis's best work comes behind the camera. Yeah, he's primarily credited with directing, I think. But he was also a great comedian. He, would, he was in, uh, I think he was in Stripes. 
with Bill Murray, mm-hmm. I think. 1981, Caddyshack and National Lampoon. Um, he directed Groundhog Day. He sure did. That was kind of the end of their friendship, too. Really? Yeah, for a really long time, he and uh, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis did not speak. Why? I don't know. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we eventually cover Groundhog Day. Which we already did, we apparently. Did, we did not. <laughs> but yeah, I watched his. Uh, I watched Harold Ramis' uh, daughter give an interview about how in her, the last days of her dad's illness, where uh, they were staying in Chicago, like Bill Murray just showed up to Chicago PD and was like, I don't know where Harold lives. Point me to Harold. I need to see Harold. Oh. And they got to make their peace with each other before he passed. Fuck. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to bring down the mood, but I was hearing that story. And I, I didn't cry, but I almost cried. Aw, did you know he directed four episodes of The Office? Did he really? He, Harold Ramis? Yeah, he sure did. But, you know, he, he obviously, and he also wrote the movie, guys. He wrote it. Yeah. We said that already, but he wrote it with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he and Dan Aykroyd at, like, Harold's, like, beach house just shut themselves in and smoked a bunch On of On Martha's pot. Vineyard. Yeah, just shut themselves in and smoked a bunch of pot and hammered out that script. Guys, please welcome to Kicking and Streaming Mr. Ernie Hudson. He's here with us as Winston Zedmore today. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, you'll know him from things like, he's he's the warden on Oz. Is he he's, really? Yeah, Leo Glynn on Oz. I have never seen that. Uh, guys, Not even for the Christopher Maloney. The Crows, Airheads, Basketball Diaries, Miss Congeniality. Ooh, Congo. Oh, God. With Congo with Laura Linney. Sorry, it's it's a Laura Linney. That's why oh, I know. Oh, man. That's why I know. He was on Desperate Housewives. Uh, He's on Grace and Frankie. Yeah. A Secret Life of the American Teenager. I like him. Yeah. He's a good one. He's, he's a good one. I'm glad Ernie's here. God bless you. Uh, guys... Please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, <laughs> Ms. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, babe! Here with us as Dana Barrett here today. Oh, my God. Um, Guys, it's Ellen Ripley. Yeah. It's Ellen Ripley from the Alien franchise. Um, she was already wicked famous, but usually for, like, serious stuff. I know, right? It was kind of out of left field that she was she, that she had such a grasp of comedic timing. And guys, she's speckled throughout your film viewing lexicon. Obviously, she was with us when we did Holes. Yeah, babe! She was, uh, I don't know why that came to mind second, but <laughs> she's in Baby Mama <laughs> with Tina Fey no. and Amy Poehler. And she was in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, Galaxy. Quest. Oh my god, yeah, she was with us when we did that Galaxy Quest. Uh, I have one job on this ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it. Lieutenant T- Tawny Madison. <laughs> I love her. Absolutely. Please welcome back to Kikin Streaming. Mr. Rick Moranis. <laughs> He's playing Lewis Tully with us here today. Oh god. You know, uh, Dana's neighbor. <laughs> He was with us when we did Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Where is my Moranissance? <laughs> Not this again. I need a Moranissance. Oh, my God. Rick, I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, me too, bud. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, the Flintstones, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, obviously Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters too. Spaceballs, Captain Helmet. I, I... <laughs> and Brother Bear. Yeah, I and, love and Brother where, Bear. Where he dropped the mic. <laughs> And we haven't seen him since. Yeah, bless his soul. God bless him. Please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Miss Annie Potts. She is playing, uh, she's playing J- Janine Melnitz <laughs> with us today, their secretary at oh Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. 
Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> Guys, she was with us when we did Toy Story. She plays Bo Peep. She's Bo Peep. She's the voice of Bo Peep. <laughs> what do you say I get someone else to, to watch the sheep tonight? Uh, she's trying to fuck. She's trying to fuck. She's trying to fuck Woody. <laughs> Bo Peep wants to smash. Annie, baby, listen to Sigourney Weaver. Do not fuck Tim Allen. Oh, no. Uh, guys, uh, Pretty in Pink, Jack Flash, Who's Harry Crumb. She was also in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, my God. The makeover she gets in Ghostbusters 2 is... Oh, it was the, oh, she's not an ugly nerd. She was beautiful all along. Oh, is that kind of what it is? It's like, it's not even that. It's almost like they, uh, it's almost like they threw her into a closet from Sesame Street and uh, she popped out in that bright red wig. I'm like, okay, this is a choice. We've also got William Atherton as Pecker. No! Walter Peck. <laughs> Dickless. We've, yeah, Dickless. <laughs> we've got William We've got William Atherton here as Walter Pecker. Peck, damn it! <laughs> we've Can't got William Atherton here as Walter Peck from the EPA. <laughs> He's Richard Thornburg in Die Hard. That's and Die Hard right. too. I forgot about that. He, he almost looks like the guy from uh, Last Action Hero. A little bit. He's got a Charles Vance-like quality to Tywin him. Tywin Lannister, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. Also, Reginald Bell Johnson from TV's Family Matters <laughs> playing yet again another cop. <laughs> another New York cop. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he was a cop in uh, in Die Hard, yep. and now he's a and then he was a cop on Family Matters. He's just good at it, he's, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the quintessential '80s black cop. Yeah. All right, guys, we absolutely have to start right out the gate. That music. Oh my god. Ooh. We open that famous shot of the lion outside of the New York Public Library. Just the sight of this library gives me the heebie-jeebies. I, <laughs> have you ever been? No. Oh, I've been. It's, it's... You know I haven't been, you <laughs> asshole. Was that your... Was that your... Was that your way of saying, oh, I've been to New York City and you haven't? No. Whatever. It's a great old building. I love it in there. It's beautiful. And this little librarian is like going down into the basement to replace some books on the shelves. And this is where the spooky happenings start. With the books floating by yeah. in the aisles. On and she wires. She's just not noticing. She's just not noticing it. And those card drawers are popping out. Oh, and remember card catalogs? No, here's the thing. I'm saying remember. No, we don't remember card catalogs. But remember how in our schools we always had the old card catalog sitting in the corner of yeah. the library? <laughs> like a ghost taunting the library. And the cards start flying out, flickering. That's such a cool effect. I I know, right? And that, she's like, nope. That's literally just a guy standing behind that wall blowing straw, blowing air through a straw. That's fucking hilarious. I know. Welcome to 1984. <laughs> and we just get her scream going into the theme. <laughs> right around the corner, baby. <laughs> Why is this so iconic? 
Titanic. I just it just is like, like did Ray Parker Jr. even know? I don't think he did. What? I don't think he had the slightest idea. Oh my god! And did Cindy Lauper know? I I know. Right? You know, I like know. I mean, come on. And so we cut to a university. I can't remember if they. It, it's Columbia. Is university. it Columbia? Okay, Columbia I, University. We're at Weaver Hall. Oh God. Yeah. And we are meeting our first Ghostbuster, right? No, yeah, no. This is uh, Peter Venkman. He's a parapsychologist. Peter Venkman is currently using his uh, doctorate to uh, hit on college girls. And also torture college boys. Yeah, like he's trying to get familiar with the student body, so to speak. And he's got this male and female subject hooked up to these uh, electroshock things. Yeah, no, he's paid them to try and guess what's on these cards he's got held up in front of them. ESP tests. Yeah, yeah, they, he's testing their e- whatever. I know, it's it's exhausting because he's not doing it right, he's just doing it to hit on this girl because every time she guesses, regardless of whether or not she gets it right, he tells her she gets it right. Even though it's not. Yeah, and that poor guy that's next to her, he's... <laughs> he's not getting any of them right either, but he's shocking him every time regardless. <laughs> just, I think there is a time when he gets it Right? And Peter still shocks him. <laughs> yeah, when the wavy line card. Just just a couple of wavy lines. Oh, I'm sorry. Today is just not your day. <laughs> get a little tired of this. You volunteered, didn't you? We're paying you, aren't we? Yeah, but I didn't know you were going to be giving me electric shocks. What are you trying to prove here anyway? I'm studying the effect of negative reinforcement on ESP ability. The effect? I'll tell you what the effect is. It's pissing me off. And he storms out of there. I just, I love that bit. That poor kid. <laughs> my way of, my studies are sometimes going to provoke people. Do oh, God. Do you think I have it, Dr. Venkman? She turns around and starts schmoozing this co-ed. And I'm like, I I've forgotten about this aspect of the movie, just his constant womanizing. I, I hate Venkman. I know. I, I hate, I he's got some great lines. He's just kind of greasy. I just, he's not going to take any of it. So he, he's Bill Murray. Yeah. He's, yeah. But that's the thing about Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray in this movie. They are themselves no acting required <laughs> and then here comes danny oh god ray stance is here i love ray ray might be my favorite character just because of the uh the genuity with which he pursues this knowledge <laughs> this is it he's so excited this is definitely it those uv lenses come in for the video camera and that blank tape i need it the one you erased yesterday i'm right in the middle of something ray peter at 1.40 p.m. at the main branch of the New York Public Library on Fifth Avenue, 10 people witnessed a free-floating, full-torso vaporous apparition. It blew books off shelves from 20 feet away and scared the socks off some poor librarian. And you can tell from the beginning that Ray is just so much more into this than Peter. He's an actual believer. He's all juiced up about this potential paranormal encounter in the library. And Peter's just in it, like we said, for the co-eds at this point. He can't believe Ray's interrupting this attempt to get this co-ed into bed. No, yeah, but Ray's like, but, but Ray is too hair on fire excited. He's like, listen, we've got a full-on torso apparition at the New York <laughs> Public Library. We gotta go look at it, Ray. It's the use of the word torso for me. <laughs> we've got gotta go look at it, Pete. Like, let's go. And so we go to the New York Public Library and their colleague, the third original Ghostbuster, Egon Spengler what is- a name. I know. It's, what a name. <laughs> Egon Spengler is already there doing some tests. He's like listening to the furniture or something. I don't know. And like, <laughs> he 
just, I love him. He's so serious, this whole movie. I don't think he cracks a smile once. And he's just so nerdy and so technical. This is big, Peter. This is very big. There's definitely something here. Egon, this reminds me of the time you tried to drill a hole through your head. You remember that? That would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. Oh, my God. No wonder the boys from Stranger Things are attached to these characters. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the other thing is these guys are already on thin ice Yeah. with Columbia University. Um, and the thing is, like, obviously, their profession, their field of study is not very widely uh, accepted in the scientific community for obvious reasons. Yeah. And you know what? I don't understand why Pete's in this at all. He doesn't <laughs> seem to think it's legitimate. It's like he's collecting a check. He's like, listen, there's yeah. every every kook and nut job has come in and out of our department. What makes you think this is going to be any different? And Ray's like, have a little faith. Mr. Delacourt greets them in the main hall of the library, and he's like, listen, just please handle this quietly. Yeah. This is a fucking library. <laughs> like, I just need people to be able to read. And we don't need this. We don't need this heat. And so they track the ghost down into the basement, wandering around the Dewey Decimal System like it knows what it's doing. The ectoplasm splattered card catalog. Oh, God. Yeah, the, I literally have the ghost snot. I literally looked up what this is made with. Oh, no. Uh, it, it's called methacol? 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 Methacel? <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. You don't know what- I, No. <laughs> I can't- it's, it's just like a- It sounds like- It has to be like some kind of polymer or something. I don't know. I don't know But either. it looks really fucking gross. <laughs> the way Venkman's like, someone blows their nose and you want to keep it? Yeah, no, Spangler's like, I need a sample. <laughs> He's always taking yeah, samples. Bangler always wants samples. He's got to analyze. And they finally happen upon this full torso apparition. It just looks like an old lady rifling through the books. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's real. It's right there in front of them. <laughs> the feelers on that little detector thing go all the way up. <laughs> and Ray's like, we got to make contact. So they... And then they're going to pick Vankman because he's the psychologist. Oh, God. Uh, like, why? why is this his job? I mean, I guess he does have a way with people. I just don't find him charming in any way. Hello. I'm Peter. Where are you from? Originally. Shh. <laughs> the ghost is shushing him. This old lady who's obviously been murdered in the bowels of this library. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to read. Yeah. And Ray's like... Okay, I've got an idea. Just follow my lead. They creep back out from behind the bookcases, and they're going up to the ghost. And then Ray just goes, Stay close. I know. Do exactly as I say. Get ready. Ready? Get her! That jump scare can fuck all the way off! The way that I love the shot of them dancing backwards. The way Harold Ramis is positively tiptoeing backwards. I just and they that old ghost lady becomes like real like crypt keeper-ish. They run screaming from the NYC public library. Delacourt chasing them. What was it? Did you see it? We'll call you. Oh god. <laughs> Get her. I know. That was your plan uh, the whole time, huh? <laughs> like, they're kind of excited because this could mean big things for their experiments. Like, they might have an actual opportunity to study ghosts with university money. We actually touched the ethereal plane. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. We cut to their grant being terminated. Oh, no, yeah. Some 
some asswipe from the university is like, listen, y'all are pseudoscientists and we're not going to respect that anymore. So get the fuck out. Yeah, they, they're pulling their money. They're pulling their grants. They're literally emptying out their lab. <laughs> You're not scientists. Sorry. No. Yeah. So this team. Oh, wow. Sorry. I. <laughs> I just I drastically mistyped this note. This note says, "Now this team is swimming uphill without an EMG detector." Oh, Carrie, <laughs> swimming you uphill. You don't swim uphill. <laughs> Ray's like, "No one's gonna touch us now. Not MIT. Not Stanford. What the fuck are we supposed to do?" And so they're gonna try and continue this experiment outside of the university, but they don't know where they're gonna get the money or funds to do it. So. Peter gets Ray to mortgage his parents' house for this. You're never gonna regret this, Ray. My parents left me that house. I was born there. You're not gonna lose the house. Everybody has three mortgages nowadays. But at 19%, you didn't even bargain with the guy. Ray, for your information, the interest rate alone for the first five years comes to $95,000. Spangler, don't do 80s math. Like, (laughs) welcome to Kicking and Streaming, where the merchandising rights alone will make Make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. Merchandising? Merchandising. <laughs> is that what you, this is going to be, just me and you mispronouncing that word? Merchandising. Merchan- Let me try that again. Welcome to Kicking and Streaming, where the merchandising rights alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. <laughs> God. They end up buying, with that money, an old firehouse. I'm sorry. It's badass. It is badass. It's a very expensive fixer-upper. <laughs> It's like, it's bad on the inside. I think this building should be condemned. There's serious metal fatigue in all the load-bearing members. The wiring is substandard. It's completely inadequate for our power needs. And the neighborhood is like a demilitarized zone. Hey, does this pole still work? Wow, this place is great. When can we move in? And then Ray... Hey, does this pole still work? And slides down the fireman pole. He's like, wow, a, this place is great. He's like a kid on Christmas. When can we move in? You gotta try this pole. I'm gonna get my stuff. We should sleep here tonight. You know, to try it out. And the realtor lady's just like, yeah, yeah. She's probably had this listing for months, She's if like, not years. Please get this out of the way. I just love that bit. I just love seeing Ray so happy about that pole. Oh, boy. We transition to 55 Central Park West. It is an actual apartment building in New York City. (laughs) Arguably the, quote, most famous apartment building in New York City. One of. Okay, the thing about... Okay. (laughs) The thing about the... Uh, reality in which this story takes place. 55 Central Park West, yes, is an actual apartment building, but they've added this roof to it (laughs) to fit with the storyline, to fit with the narrative. We'll get more into it later, but the the real 55 Central Park West looks wildly different. Yeah, I don't think it has those two scary gargoyles up on top of the roof. I wonder how much money it costs Columbia to get them to, like make the building look different obviously it's a set at the end but like i don't know man like it's wild this is where we meet dana barrett she is a musician she's with the new york symphony orchestra she's a cellist ross yes she is i love the cello and i love sigourney weaver oh my god oh that music playing when she's getting out of the cab oh my god i I literally wrote sigourney weaver has no business being this hot i swear he hears that elevator I, I bet he can hear her lock unlocking. I know. We, okay, here we go. Dana lives down the hall from this very 
dorky accountant named Lewis who is in love with her. Yeah, no, it absolutely obsessed with her. Like, wants to get to know her really well. And he will be with us throughout. I taped 20-minute workout on my machine and played it back at high speed, so it only took 10 minutes. I got a great workout. Good. You want to come in for a mineral water? Oh, I'd really like to, um, Lewis, but I have to go to rehearsal now. Excuse me. Listen, that reminds me. I'm having a big party for all my clients. My fourth anniversary as an accountant, you know, and even though you do your own tax return, which you shouldn't do, I'd like you to stop by, being that you're my neighbor and all. Well, thank you, Lewis. I'll really try to stop by. I wrote, he's such a nice dork. <laughs> yeah, no. He's, he's cute, almost. Just ordered some more stuff, some more vitamins and stuff. <laughs> and, like, he invites her to a party for his clients. And, like, I just, like, it's the earnestness for me. Hey, you want to come in for some mineral water or something? <laughs> the Canadian earnestness. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> We love our Canadians on this podcast. And the thing about Lewis that I will go ahead and mention right now is that he's always getting locked out of his apartment. Every single time he comes out in that hallway to speak to somebody, when he goes back, he's been locked out of the apartment. Yeah, no. Building, <laughs> the building hates him, I bet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> management just probably hates his ass. <laughs> she goes into that apartment and the ad that the boys have thrown together for the Ghostbusters. When they're stepping forward one at a time. <laughs> it's the stuff commercials those days were made of. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Our courteous and efficient staff are on call 24 hours a day <laughs> to serve all your supernatural needs. We're ready to believe you. You know, that's basically what the ad campaign for this movie looked like. Yeah, I bet. And the phone number they displayed across the bottom, people could call it. You're kidding. People could call it and you'd get an actual answering machine with the boys' like voices on it like, Hi, we're out catching ghosts right now. That's, that's amazing. I know! I love that is marketing right there. <laughs> And guys, Dana goes into her, she's obviously just come home from the grocery store. She goes into her kitchen to put the groceries away. She takes, you know, her eggs, her bread, whatever, and she's going over to the cabinet, put some stuff away, and she, the, the egg, the carton of eggs is sitting on the countertop. How, here's one thing I'll say, how have I never noticed the actual bag of Stay Puff marshmallows on the counter next to this. Oh, no, yeah. There's a total bag of Stay Puff marshmallows on the counter. Yeah, like, I've never noticed that before. They're, and, they're a favorite. Sorry, get back to the eggs. Okay, I want to know how they did this special effect, because I really don't. I'm sure it's simple, you know, wires and editing them out. But, like, the carton starts shaking on its own on the countertop. And then it flies open. And the eggs just start popping out of their shells and cooking directly on the counter. <laughs> and they're, like, bubbling. And she's like, um, th th this woman is shook. She is. She's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then she hears a low growling coming from, you guessed it, her refrigerator. She opens the door on that refrigerator. And then, guys, there's this expanse inside her refrigerator. All of this like orange fog there's a blue prismed pyramid back by where her light adjustment should be it's like something out of event horizon i can't it, it looks hot yeah it looks hot in there and then this cat dog 
comes into frame. It looks like the gargoyles that are on the building. Yeah, it does. See the light bulb? Did you see the light bulb in the back of its throat? I love that. Because when it opens its mouth to say Zool, there's this bright light, but you can see the outline of the light bulb. It's so amazing. It's so Jim Henson. I love it. <laughs> Guys, this is Zool. Everybody meet Zool. Yeah, no, he's a, the ancient Sumerian minion of the god Gozer, the Gozerian. <laughs> You know, from ancient Mesopotamia? Yeah, and sure. Sumeria? Of mm-hmm. course, of course I remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> she just closes that door like, nope. No, the screaming. <laughs> Great scream, Sigourney. We love it. Meanwhile, Ghostbusters Inc. is getting all set up in that firehouse, and- They've bought a hearse to serve as their vehicle, their transportation. I thought it was an old ambulance. Is it a hearse? I thought it was a hearse. I don't know, man. Maybe it was a hearse, then it was an ambulance- then it was the Ghostbuster car. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Hearses used, ambulances did kind of used to look like hearses. So who knows? I, I mean, I'm sure there's a way to find that You're out. You're probably right. It probably is an ambulance, but. And they give it a name. They do. It's called the Ecto-1. I, 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 that, I've always glossed over that. Yeah, it's on the license plate. Ecto-1. Ecto-1. They've officially hired Janine Melnitz to man the phones. I love it. Janine, any calls? No. Any messages? No. Any customers? No, Dr. Venkman. No, Dr. Venkman. That's my favorite. (laughs) No, Dr. Venkman. And, like, here's the thing. Venkman walks away from her, and then Egon crawls out from under her desk? As though she... What was he doing? I don't know! He was collecting samples. I guess! (laughs) Oh, yeah, because this is also where she asks him, do you have any hobbies? (laughs) Yeah, no, you literally... You're very handsy, I can tell. (laughs) What the hell? I bet you like to read a lot, too. Print is dead. That's very fascinating to me. I read a lot myself. Some people think I'm too intellectual, but I think it's a fabulous way to spend your spare time. I also play racquetball. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Egon, <laughs> really laying it on thick here. You know, he does not have a lot of game, but I don't know what he was down there doing, but uh, he was getting down to some business. He was working with the technology, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I hate their front door because it's a fire door. Yeah. You have to step through it to get in. Yeah. Don't trip. No, don't trip over the door. Because <laughs> here comes Dana, right? Dana has come to the Ghostbuster offices because she's not been back to her apartment for two days because <laughs> she just found Zool in her fridge. Gavin was talking about how film noir this is, like a pretty lady walking through the door. Her blue... Her blue coat getup she's in. Yeah, like, she's a very pretty, very posh lady here to ask them about a case. (laughs) And, like, they put her through this whole battery of tests to determine whether or not she's, like, full of shit or not. And, like... She's telling the truth. Or at least she thinks she is. Yeah, and so Venkman goes to her apartment with Dana, and he starts looking around, and this is the beginning of him being gross with Dana. Just, he's always kind of hitting on Dana. He's literally here to bed her. 
I mean, a I, little I, bit. I actually don't. The audacity. The audacity of Venkman. I can't even. He's spraying around her apartment with this super fake looking thing that resembles like an insecticide wand. <laughs> when he's going, oh, the way, the noise it's making. <laughs> a lot of space. Just you? As if to go, are you married? Like, do you have anybody here with you? He goes into her kitchen where the demon appeared, right? In the icebox. And like, he opens the <laughs> Dr. fridge. Dr. Venkman, you've come all this way. Would you like to check the refrigerator? Yeah, you want to actually do some fucking work? He opens that fridge a smidge. Oh my God. Look at all the junk food. Oh, God damn it! Look, this wasn't... You actually eat this Look, stuff? this wasn't here. There was nothing here. There was a space, and there was a, a building or something with flames coming out of it, and there were creatures writhing around, and they were growling and snarling, and there were flames, and I heard a voice say, Zool. <laughs> Poor Dana. No, damn it! This wasn't here! <laughs> this always happens to people, right? <laughs> yeah. so, something's malfunctioning, and the moment you bring in a professional, it's not doing it anymore. <laughs> What is really gross is that now that he has determined he believes that she's full of it, now he's going to take that as a license to hit on her even more. I realize a lot of people like this movie for him, but I find nothing about Venkman charming whatsoever. And here's the thing. I rewatched the sequel recently, and he's even worse in that movie. (laughs) You're right. I can't believe he just comes out and says it. I am madly in love with you. I do not believe this. Will you please leave? (laughs) She's so done. She throws him out. Good friggin' riddance. And like, I just, why does this movie center around him? I don't, it just was not a good choice in my opinion. Okay, we cut back to the firehouse. I love Janine answering the phone. Hello, Ghostbusters. Yes, of course they're serious. You do? You have? No kidding. Thank you. We got one! The call! Oh, God! It takes them five seconds after the bell goes off. The call! God, and they get dressed, they get all the equipment. This is where we see the jumpsuits with the name patches on them. Ecto one. Yeah, they get in the Ecto one and I forgot about that entirely. They are going to the Sedgwick Hotel. Yeah, they've got they've got all their gear, they got their tool belts, the proton packs. Those heavy-ass looking, like, backpack things. I, okay, yeah, no, their getup is so cool. They, they, obviously, they've got these suits that they're in, and then they're, they're what are they called? Proton packs. Proton packs, that's right. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm lacking in my Ghostbusters education. I, I'm, and I want to say this right here, right now. I'm sorry, Ray's the leader. You think so? Vankman wants to be in charge so bad when he walks in ahead of both of them hey anybody seen a ghost i'm like immediately edit him out edit him out of the movie please can we just let spangler and ray handle this it's so annoying what is he gonna do that's you i know i I wish we would have seen some training uh-huh. Before, Because this is the first time we're going to see the busting, the ghost busting in action. And, like, this hotel has had a haunting for a couple of years. They've just never really dealt with it. And, like... <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Guggenheim is here to tell us. <laughs> and, like, they get in the elevator to go up to the 12th floor where this thing is, is wreaking havoc. And this is where... I can't even remember who says it, but somebody points out that we haven't had a successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. 
Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Yep. Let's get ready. Switch me on. There's just the, the nervous looks on their faces when those proton packs power up. Yeah. Unlicensed nuclear accelerators? <laughs> what in the wide world? And I'll admit, guys, I don't really get all of the machinations of the, quote, science here. No, the science is never explained to us. And you know what? It's not supposed to be. Yeah, it's fine. I don't really mind that much. Dan, we know you're finding a way around it. And, you know, guys, one slight movement in their peripheral... And they fire the proton packs. Oh, they almost kill that housekeeper! <laughs> They're firing it at this housemate, this housekeeper's cart, and she's coming down the hallway. They're so nervous. And then they're like, whoa, 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 hey! <laughs> We thought you were someone else. Thought she was someone else? I know, it's ridiculous. I cannot believe that. Bankman, successful test. <laughs> so at least now we know everything works. And now we're going to Scooby-Doo it and split up. Oh, yeah. They all go in different directions to get intelligence about the space. And I think it's Ray, isn't it? That finds the apparition. He's lit a cigarette and he's got it in his mouth. He comes around the corner and this is where we get our second ghost. This is the Slimer. Yeah. He's a big Shrek green, portly, rotund ghost. He's lit He literally looks like the blob. Yeah. He was allegedly designed to look like John Belushi, which um, I think is kind of rude. That's insanely mean. I, I think of rude, but I he think... He does not look like John Belushi. He doesn't. I, don't I love think that we're also either. gendering the ghosts. Yeah, no. Slimer. <laughs> Slimer uses he, them. That's all I'm saying. Oh, he, them. He, them of the day. He, them of the, the day. Slimer. <laughs> He's literally floating there, eating all the food off of the... Uh, the cart. Off of the room service cart. The Slimer's really going at it here. <laughs> that cigarette... I love that it's supposed to fall out of his mouth, but it doesn't. It's stuck to his lip. Yeah. Hickman! Hickman! Disgusting blob. I'm gonna have to hold him myself. Slimer takes off down the hall and goes through the wall away from Ray. He burns a line in the wall trying to get it. <laughs> it literally, the, the, the sheer force of the Slimer brings the cart flying behind it. <laughs> and like, this is where Slimer ends up in the hallway with Vankman. Vankman is all alone in the hallway with this ghost. Ray, come in, Ray. He's just, he's just completely dead-faced, speaking into this walkie-talkie. Vankman, I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. It's right here, Ray. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. Don't move. It won't hurt you. Ah! 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 Ray! 
Sly's like, it won't hurt you. Yeah, that makes me feel so much better. And immediately, Slimer charges Vankman. <laughs> and all we hear is screaming on the other end of the radio, and <laughs> Ray is diving through hallways, and we finally happen upon Vankman, who has indeed been slimed. That's such a famous line. Are you okay? He slimed, slimed me. me. And he he is indeed coded. Yeah, it's disgusting. Do you get do you get like do you want to yak? I actually don't watch the scene. I fast forward. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> you couldn't handle it. All of the goo all over. Him. I don't like it. You know I have a thing. I bet it's sticky. Hey, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Oh no, are we having a sensory bad. <laughs> sensory ick. Oh, here we go. Okay, so Spangler comes over the radio and is like, guys, he's now on the ground floor. He just went into the ballroom. Oh, Lord. There's an event planned tonight at the Sedgwick Hotel. Oh, no. That ballroom looks nice and decked out for a nice dinner. This is where we get the caveat about this equipment, right? These proton packs with the lightning bolts that shoot out of them. It's it's Yeah, vin- they almost killed a maid. They yeah. almost killed a maid. <laughs> and apparently it is imperative that when they are using these proton packs... Oh my god, Egon! Yeah, Egon <laughs> drops some very serious information on us. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. What do you mean, bad? Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Right, that's bad. <laughs> Total protonic reversal. I don't have any idea what that means. Do you just negate what happens? Like, yeah, I feel like the universe implodes. If my protons reverse, isn't that bad? <laughs> when was the last time you had your protons checked? I oh god, I need to get adjusted. I have got to go get my protons reversed. <laughs> got to go to the doctor, turn and cough. <laughs> well, they try once to get him in because they've got their nifty little trap, right? That they're gonna, I don't know, blast him into with their streams. I referred to it in. My- my notes as a lunchbox prison? <laughs> yes, it that's is. What, that's what it is. It's about the size of a lunchbox, and it's for storing spectral energy. <laughs> a lunchbox a prison. A lunchbox prison. <laughs> they try first, unsuccessfully, not crossing their streams to bring him down from around the chandelier. Instead, they just bring down the chandelier. <laughs> They start tearing up this ballroom. Also, the manager outside is like, oh, it's okay, Mrs. So-and-so. Everything is ready for you, and we'll be able to go in shortly. And then the crashing inside of the chandelier. They're trying to put down space. They're trying to make space for this trap so they can lower him down into it. And they're turning over tables. And this is actually one of the only laughs I get out of Bill Murray, because he wants to try the trick where you yank the tablecloth out and everything's still standing. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I've always wanted to do this. And the flowers are still standing. Everything crashes. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, the flowers are still standing. <laughs> Edit him out. Edit him out of the movie. Pete, we're trying to do something serious here, okay? And the flowers are still standing. Get the, I'm glad he got slimed. <laughs> I know. I hate this. And you know what, guys? Here it comes. Egon rolls his little trap out in the lunchbox prison. <laughs> And Vankman and Ray use their proton packs and they both fire streams at the Slimer. Go! Okay, hold him up there. He's gonna move. Hold him up. Go! Working, Ray. Start bringing him down. Start bringing him down. You've got him. Don't cross the stream. Maybe right. now you'll never slime a guy with a positron glider, huh? Vankman, shorten your stream. I don't want my face burned off. And through the magic of computer animation, 
<laughs> they manage to bring Slimer down into the little lunchbox prison. And they trap him. Yeah. They put they trap this ghost. And this is one of my favorite lines in the movie because they come out of there all brazen, full of moxie, piss and vinegar, you might say, especially Vankman. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Did you see it? What is it? We got it! What is it? Will there be any more of them? (coughs) Sir, what you had there was what we refer to as a focused, non-terminal repeating phantasm or a class five full roaming vapor. Real nasty one, too. And just like that, the Ghostbusters become a thing. They are all of the sudden really famous in New York City. They've made their first successful capture. Hi, this is Larry King. The phone-in topic today, ghosts and ghost busting. The controversy builds, more sightings are reported. Some maintain that these professional paranormal eliminators in New York are the cause of it all. The young Larry King. And when I say young, I mean like 60. Oh, no, yeah, I love it. Wait, they're on the f- cover of USA Today, the Atlantic Monthly, <laughs> the New Yorker, the footage of the uh, of Ecto-1 tearing through the streets on the news. They ain't afraid of no ghosts. Oh, do you know they're in the New York Post? Uh-huh. Because you know how the New York Post likes to just wildly claim things. <laughs> oh, my God. Casey Kasem is talking about them. <laughs> yeah. When they Casey Kasem was talking about how they went to a nightclub to evict a ghost, to bust a ghost, <laughs> and they stayed to dance the night away. <laughs> I love it so much. And guys, at the end of this montage... No, 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 no. See, he thought you were going to get away with it, but no. No, please don't make me talk about the scene. No, no, I'm sorry. Dan Aykroyd... Dan Aykroyd is having... Ray is having a dream, and he's like... And this ancient specter, it's Playboy, Playmate, Kimberly Huerin, and uh, we are supposed to believe that he is getting a (laughs) blowjob. His pants literally unzip and unbuckle themselves. Stop! And he he rolls out of bed in ecstasy. (laughs) Stop it. All right, guys, at the end of this montage, we are finally meeting Winston, our fourth Ghostbuster. I know. he. We, we, we have to advertise because we're constantly on the job. We need a fourth man to get us some extra help. And, like, I just, he's answering a one ad for what job? Like, he's not a scientist, you know? Like, like I said in the beginning, he was originally going to be a guy in the Air Force with, like, backgrounds with explosives, but we get none of that this time. I like to think Winston worked for Port Authority. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. This poor man, (laughs) the way he gets roped into this white foolishness, I just feel bad for him. This is Winston Zedmore. He's here about the job. Great, you're hired. What? (laughs) You don't want to ask him a single question there, Venkman? Can we please breeze through this obnoxious scene by the fountain where Venkman goes to Dana to tell her what he's figured out. Sure, he's done some research and gotten back to her about Gozer the Gozerian and Zool. Yeah, Zool and them both being demons and, you know, their background in ancient Mesopotamia. And, like, the thing, the reason I want to breeze through this is because most of this scene is her is him hitting on her some more. Edit him out. Ed- yeah. Edit him out of the movie. I am editing him out I, right I li- now. I literally hate it. Editing I, Carrie? Thank you. I know, I know. I just hate him because it's just so greasy... The way he continues to pursue her and the movie wants me to think it's cute. And what makes me even more mad is that scene ends with them making a date. I know. 
This is where we get to see what we're doing with the spooks, right? Yeah. Putting them in this, like, containment unit that's inside the firehouse. This is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> Am I just supposed to believe there's a tank built into this wall? It's literally, it's like, it's it's a whole apparatus. It's painted red. And it's Ray showing Winston how to properly dispose of the ghost that we put in the lunchbox prison. <laughs> What, they're just in the wall? Yeah, that's the thing about this that I really don't understand, because they're scientists. They know energy cannot be created or destroyed. You know Egon had to build everything down here himself. I mean, probably. I, I feel like I feel like Egon is the tech guy. Ray is, like, the... Science guy. Like, the science guy. And, like, Vankman is the psychologist. Like, I feel like those are their respective roles. I mean, so what's that leave for Winston? I know. The I, muscle? I just, I feel like that character was such, was reduced to such an afterthought when they couldn't get Eddie Murphy for it. And I just, I just, it's not cool. I don't like it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I really wish there had been more to do with Winston, but, you know... Knock, knock, the EPA is here. All right, now we're here to meet Pecker. Walter Peck is here from the EPA. The government apparently has caught wind that they might be... I don't even understand how they have come under the purview of the EPA because the fact that any that we've got enough people to believe that this shit is real... Yeah, I know. And now that the government is concerned about how they're disposing of this waste of these spirits, of these entities... I mean, I think... It's a legitimate concern. I actually do think that's a legitimate concern. I mean, concern. it is a legitimate concern. And yes, in this movie, the shit is real. <laughs> I know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense in the real world. But <laughs> it's a movie. While Venkman is dealing with, with Peck, the rest of the guys are down in the basement talking about this storage facility. And this is where the Twinkie analogy comes in. Spangler is talking about how all of the research he's done up until this point says that there's something big on the horizon. Something is coming. Something within the Earth's electromagnetic field. Something spooky is coming, basically, is what he's saying. Not to mention that harboring all that ghost energy in one place, it's kind of like having a landmine in the middle of New York City. He says he picks up a Twinkie off of the desk, and he goes, Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning sample, it would be a Twinkie... 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> the way Ray coughs. I know. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, Peck has basically told Vankman, listen, you can either show me the storage facility or I come back with a court order. And Vankman, being Vankman, <laughs> is like, no, you can't sit with us. You can't see our shit. No. You go get a court order and I'll sue your ass for wrongful prosecution. And so... <laughs> Peck has his marching orders, and Venkman comes down to tell them, listen, we've got an EPA problem. Probably nothing to worry about, just some stuff suit, whatever. How's the grid holding up? Not good. <laughs> tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> and then we cut to a shot of 55 Central Park West being struck repeatedly by spooky purple lightning. Oh, here we go. <laughs> These two gargoyles on top of that apartment building start coming alive with all the obelisks. It, what is this ancient Sumerian temple doing on top of 55 Central Park West? Oh, we're going to get an explanation dumped in at the very end like we usually do in these situations. Oh yeah, the, the gargoyles, they're, they got things in them. Uh-huh.
They got things in them, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like, they, like the pieces of these gargoyles start crumbling away, and you see a claw come out of the the, 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 the stone claw, and That's their it. eye crumbles away, and you see the red eye, and the you hear, Zoo. Oh, no! And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside 55 Central Park West, this is the night of Lewis's little party for his clients, right? She's forgotten about it, right? Because she was never going. Dana. We're talking about Dana. And the way she's trying to sneak past <laughs> Lewis's door. She's coming home from a jog or something. She's got popcorn she's shoving in her mouth, and she hears the music going, and she's trying to tiptoe by his apartment, but no. So she barely puts a toe in front of his door. And oh, Dana, it's you. <laughs> that door flies open. <laughs> Oh, Dana, it's you. Hello, Lewis. You gotta come in here. You're missing a classic party. Yes, well, I would, Lewis, but I have a date. You made a date tonight? Well, I, I, I'm sorry, Lewis. I forgot. Oh, that's okay. You can bring him along. Lewis, I love you, but you're pathetic, buddy. <laughs> read the room, Lewis, or at least read the hallway. <laughs> Stop Read it. the hallway that you're in, goddammit. She's not interested. Dana goes inside, and I, I don't know if she calls her mother, if her mother calls her. Her mom calls, yes. And she's telling her that she has a date with a Ghostbuster. Yes, those guys on TV. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll have to let you know how it goes. I know. Yeah, love to dad. Bye-bye. And her kitchen door starts glowing. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, just a moment of peace. Something has crawled out of hell and is now standing in her kitchen. The, oh, my God. The claws indenting in the door. Oh, no. And then the freakiest fucking thing happens. She's sitting in that armchair and these claws pop up out of the seat of her armchair and out of the arms. And they just pin her into the back of that chair. And that door, that kitchen door swings open and it's the cat dog that is Zool. Yeah. There's, a, there's an animal in her apartment. <laughs> and that chair just starts sliding like it's on a dolly going towards the door and she's screaming the whole time. <laughs> terrifying yeah no it's pretty not okay and then cut to the cut back to the top of the building that gargoyle's completely gone because it's in dana's apartment now she's been possessed by the gargoyle looking thing meanwhile (laughs) in lewis's apartment there i can't believe he's celebrating his fourth anniversary of being an accountant His fourth anniversary. And he just invited clients. Every time he lets a new person into the party, he's telling he's telling everyone at the party about their financial situation. <laughs> like their business. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's funny? Most of this is completely improv. Everything he's saying is he's going through the apartment. I fucking love Rick Moranis. <laughs> I love him so fucking much. Well, make sure you're having some of that nice salmon, $24.95 a pound. This is also, you know what I'm just now realizing? What? It's two years before Little Shop. Yeah, it is. I can't, I can't believe that. I honestly can't. And guys, this is where we realize. <laughs> Wait a minute! When he when he's throwing the coats in the bedroom where everyone is throwing their coats, he th- tosses those coats in his bedroom. The other one of the gargoyle animals, the cat dog, <laughs> is sitting on his bed. 
notice. So they're okay. So, somebody want to play for a cheesy? Okay, who brought the dog? When that thing comes leaping out of his room. Okay, who brought the dog? <laughs> Oh man! Again, I These know these people were not ready. I they absolutely were not ready. It, it, he flies out in the hallway, shutting the door behind him, <laughs> locking what? everyone in his apartment with that thing. But it starts chasing him through the apartment building, like it's after him specifically. He gets down to the street. Help! Help! There's a bear loose in my apartment. <laughs> and and he, he like hops the fence into Central Park. He hops the hedge into Central Park, and the, and. Those people with this doorman, what is he yelling out? Something about a bear in his apartment? <laughs> and then it comes shooting out. It's laughably bad. Oh, no, listen. I need you to remember that these special effects artists <laughs> were working under horrible conditions, okay? Some things do look a little rushed. It looks like claymation, honestly. <laughs> but it's just like running across the screen on its own layer. And this is where we find ourselves at the little Central Park Bistro. I don't know what this restaurant's actually called. But, like, the walls are all window. <laughs> Gary? I know. I love this part. <laughs> he, he's gone up to this to these windows. He's like, there's got to be a way in here. Every door is locked because those aren't entrances. No, of course not. And it's obviously not time to be eating outside. <laughs> Somebody let me in. Please help me. And everyone stops eating. They can hear him banging and yelling on the glass. But no one gets up to help him. And then he turns around and there it is. The the, the cat dog. This is, I guess this is Vince Clortho. Yeah, Vince Clortho. This cat dog's name is Vince Clortho. (laughs) Not Zool. Yeah, not Zool. (laughs) Nice doggy. Cute little pooch. Maybe I got a milk bone. (laughs) And it possesses him as well. Uh, He slides down the glass. (laughs) Everyone watches him. Can I'm sorry. No one goes have to we, help. Have physics just been suspended? Can no one see that fucking animal macking on him? I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Here we go. Both of them have been possessed now, Dana and Lewis. By it's... Zool and Vince Glortho. Yes. And they The two gargoyles from the top of the building. Of course, naturally. Peter gets to Dana's apartment for their day and knocks on her door and she opens it and I just have written in all capital letters, va 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 voom Sigourney! Yeah, yeah. This outfit's iconic. This off-the-shoulder orange, like, cape-sleeve top. No, this always made me feel funny in my tummy as a child. <laughs> I bet! I was like, ooh, pretty lady. And it's pretty obvious that Dana's not Dana anymore. She looks like she's just taking a dab. A little bit! <laughs> Hello. That's a different look for you, isn't it? Are you the key master? Not that I know of. She slams, she rolls her eyes and slams the door. (laughs) And then he's like, okay, I guess I'll try that again. (laughs) Knock, knock, knock. Are you the key master? Why, yes, I am. And she lets him right in. He knows immediately. 
that this is not her. Oh, no. He knows she's been possessed. Her name is Zul the Gatekeeper, <laughs> and she is looking for her key master. She's looking for Lewis, really. We don't really know that yet, but she's looking for Lewis. I didn't get your name. I'm Zul. I'm the Gatekeeper. Oh. What are we doing today, Zul? We must prepare for the coming of Gozer. Gozer, huh? The Destructor. They, them of the day is Gozer. Apparently. Yes. And like, Venkman's not phased by any of this. None whatsoever. And like, because she thinks he's the key master, she starts trying to put the moves on him. I know, I know. <laughs> like, his every dream is coming true and he knows he can't like, you know, procreate with her because he's, she's a demon. So this is what Gozer is doing. Okay, goes, like I said, they, them, beautiful. I love them. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, they are trying to raise the dead and end the world. Yeah, and we don't really want any of that. So basically, Gozer wants Vince Clortho and Zool in possessed bodies to bone at the top of the apartment building and bring around the end of days. Yeah, a little bit, yes, 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 yes. They're going to open the gate so that Gozer can come Come through. on, the gatekeeper and the key master, they're obviously going to fuck. And you know what's funny, Ross? Lewis is called the Keymaster, but he's always getting locked out of his apartment. Carrie. That is the... I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's the funniest thing I've ever realized in my life. I was like, that's such a great joke, and I bet almost nobody understands it. Oh, my God. And you know what I do admire, though? What? The whole time Zool is trying to fuck Vankman, Vankman is not... A, a lousy guy about it. I know. I he's know. like, no, I take, I, I make it a rule not to get involved with possessed people. <laughs> he's like, I need to talk to Dana. Can I talk to Dana, please? Yeah. Dana, it's Peter. There is no Dana. There is only Zoo. Oh, Zuli, you nut! Now, come on, come on. I want to talk to Dana. Dana, just relax. Come on, Dana. Dana, can I talk to Dana? There is no Dana, only Zool. The deep voice always makes my ass leak. There is no Dana, only Zool. I can't handle it, man. And then she begins levitating. I know, she comes all the way up. And the muse, I love the, I love the soundtrack to this movie. Oh my god. She comes floating up and off you, the bed. And you know that's practical. Is it really? She's in like a rigging that we can't see because it's hidden behind the curtain. And like that, are we actually? And he's okay. So she's actually there. Yeah, she's actually there. And Bill Murray can actually get under her and go, "Please come down." <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to Lewis, who has now become Vince the Cl Vince the Keymaster. Vince Clortho. He is running around New York City looking for the gatekeeper. He's also acting nuts and staying saying strange things out of context. <laughs> he's been picked up by law enforcement. Oh my God! Remember when he comes up on that? horse and carriage driver. Yeah, that's when he's <laughs> introducing himself to the horse. I'm Vince Clortho. Please play it. Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. Volcus Sildrawar, lord of the Sebulia. Are you the gatekeeper? Hey, he pulls the wagon. I make the deals. You want to ride? Wait for the sign, and all prisoners will be released. You will perish in flame! You and I will the gatekeeper! What an asshole. Wanders away, and that cab. He's like, "What, what an, an asshole!" asshole. <laughs> I bust every time. What an asshole! 
Oh my god. And so yeah, you're right. He gets picked up by the cops. And the cops, who really don't know what to do with him at all, just drop him on the Ghostbusters doorstep. Yeah, they're like, huh, we got another one. <laughs> I guess they've been dealing with this. I don't know. Have man. they been dealing with people acting crazy? I would take him to like, you know, a psych ward or something, have his ass evaluated, but nope. We just drop him off on the Ghostbusters doorstep like it's the safe haven law. And Spangler starts running all these tests on poor Lewis. And, like, I just, poor, I feel bad because I know Lewis is in there. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he just, he can't. They've got him in this fucking, it looks like a fucking colander with a bunch of wires <laughs> in it on his head. And it's projecting his, uh, you know, remember his, uh, his brainwave image, I don't know the science. I know. On the screen. It's but taking it, a picture. It looks like the cat dog. It doesn't look like him. I know. And, and, and Spangler's like, that's fucking freaky. <laughs> Vince, you said before you were waiting for a sign. What sign are you waiting for? Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Valdrani, the Traveler came as a large and moving torb. Then... During the third reconciliation of the last of the McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. <laughs> he no. drops a ton of heat that no one understands. <laughs> <laughs> and the phone suddenly rings, and it's Peter at Dana's apartment telling him that he has the gatekeeper there with him. He's like, does that ring any bells? How is she? I think we can get her a guest shot on Wild Kingdom. I just whacked her up with about 300 cc's of Thorazine. She's going to take a little nap now. But uh, she says she's the gatekeeper. Does that make any sense to you? Some. I just met the key master. He's here with me now. Oh, wonderful. We have to get these two together. So, obviously, Venkman and Spangler have, like, the two the two pieces to this puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, I just, this whole movie, towards the end, comes together so fast Meanwhile, upstairs, the EPA is descending on the firehouse with a federal warrant. Yeah, I know. And um, Agent Pecker gets them all in the basement. And they're and, and they they are, they are trying to tell him over and over again, listen, you shut off our storage facility. You're going to create a boom? Yeah. Um, and, and it's not going to be good. Make a big boom. The kind of world-ending sort of stuff, right? Like, I just, I can't even, this is such a bad idea. They have no idea what's going to happen when they shut this off, and they will not <laughs> this, listen to them. This pork mechanic who has no idea how to do it in the first place. Oh, the Con Ed guy! Yeah! And everyone is telling Peck, listen, we shouldn't do this, but Peck is a Peck. <laughs> no. Peck is a prick and is going to make them do it. And so he gets the Con Ed guy to switch the whole thing off. And when he does, that red light lights up. Bad noise. Oh, shit. Well, what did we fucking think was gonna happen, guys? The wall is cracking apart. Oh, the bricks are, like, shaking and coming out of the wall. Blinding light is coming out from behind those bricks. And, like, the whole lot of them, all of the humans in the building, barely get out before the roof of that firehouse just blows off. Oh, and the, the sparks raining down. <laughs> and Vin's Clortho as Lewis. This is it! This is the side! would have 
have been fine if that walking phallus had not demanded they turn this machine off. Like, this is just the bad place. This is where the bad things go, and this is where they're safe from the rest of us. Spirits, phantasms, spooky wookie woogables <laughs> are f- f- just propelling out of the roof of this firehouse. Oh my god. They're going everywhere. All over the city. Yeah. Mayhem ensues. All to this really nice synth rock track. I do like this music. (laughs) Meanwhile, all of the Ghostbusters are arrested. Yeah, Peck had them all arrested. And we cut to the jailhouse, like the central holding. They've got like a blueprint of Dana's building spread out on the table. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where did they get this? (laughs) <laughs> Did they, they let them take it? They had it with them. Like, then the police didn't take it from them? I don't know, I Harry. Don't. It's a movie. Like, all the other guys in the lockup are, like, standing around trying to make sense of what they're talking about. Ray, for a moment, pretend that I don't know anything about metallurgy, engineering, or physics, and just tell me what the hell is going on. The whole building is a huge superconductive antenna that was designed and built expressly for the purpose of pulling in and concentrating spiritual turbulence. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. Basically what we've determined is that this building that Dana and Lewis live in is like a superconductor for paranormal energy. And it's by it's that way by design because the guy who built the damn thing was in a cult that worshipped Gozer. What's his name? Ivan Shandor. (laughs) Remember all the Gozerian cults in the 20s? Remember that part of history? Sure. Yeah. God. Absolutely. He, like, used to conduct rituals up on the roof. And that's why this roof looks so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Because it is a gateway. He was an alchemist or something and made the metal a conductor for spookiness. I don't know. Again, we will never get the full explanation of the science, but you can just, I can just see Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Trying, sitting in a library, trying to fucking make this shit up. Like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know, man. I love how Winston calls him a moldy Babylonian god. Yeah, yeah. It's a great line. (laughs) Not the cop from Die Hard. (laughs) Carrie. I know. Okay, Ghostbusters. The mayor wants to see you guys. The whole island's going crazy. Let's go. I got a split. The mayor wants to rap with me about some things. Oh, Ross, the gatekeeper and the keymaster finally unite. Okay, okay. That shot when the door flings open to her penthouse of the entire apartment just destroyed. I love that shot of her laying on the sofa with the skyline in the background through the gigantic chasm that's been made in the wall of the building. Just lounging, one of her legs up on the armrest. And I'm like, this is me after two dabs, three bowls, a couple of (laughs) peach bellinis and a cigarette. Like, (laughs) I am the key master. I am the gatekeeper. energy in this scene I is, am the key master the energy between them in this scene is so much this is their destiny Vince Clortho and Zool were meant to bring around the end of days I just I can't it there's it's it's so believable I know <laughs> they're god, good actors god tier acting over here <laughs> oh my god 
We're actually meeting with New York City Mayor Lenny Klotch. Lenny Klotch. Didn't Ed Koch? Wasn't Ed Koch mayor of New York? I think this was... Oh, a direct ad? I think it it was a spoof of of Ed Koch, yes. Klotch. That's so funny. Lenny Klotch. He even kind of looks like Ed Ed Koch. A little bit, yeah. I don't know. The mayor's like, listen, you seem to be the only people that have any uh, grasp on this. And they're like, well, we did have a grasp on it until you ungrasped us. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, this this idiot over here made us turn off the prison. (laughs) The way... <laughs> Turn off the, the way Bankman just keeps digging at his manhood. I'm like, oh, it's so or funny. Calling him Pecker instead of Peck. <laughs> Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Well, that's what I heard. Dickless here shut our shit down, and that's why we're in this situation. Yeah, no, everything was fine until someone stuck their fucking nose in. And just like I, it, this always happens in movies like this where there's disaster on the horizon. Oh, the 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 heads of the heads of government are calling their local Catholic officials. Yeah. Oh God. The Archbishop of New York comes in. Yeah. Luckily for the Ghostbusters. Uh, Mayor Klotch is a Catholic. <laughs> the way that Ghostbusters are like, I'm sorry, his eminence is not going to be able to help you. Yeah, they're like, if you don't <laughs> let us fix this, we are going to be ushering in the actual end times here. No, the Archbishop literally tells the mayor, listen, the Catholic Church wants nothing to do with this, <laughs> and we won't be taking part in anything to rectify it. Have a good day, Mr. Mayor. Like... <laughs> And so the mayor has no other choice but to turn to the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Cut to the Ghostbusters getting a full police escort. Oh, wow. And we we also see National Guardsmen? Yeah. Coming in front of 55 Central Park West? Like, they get in the Echo One and, like, the, all of the police leading them down the streets of New York. Like, everybody's rolling out. <laughs> Let's go catch some ghosts. <laughs> the, the thing about all of this, it's sending the entire world into a tizzy. Yeah. New York City's on the brink of mass hysteria. The Catholic Church said, you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own for the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but how about this roll-up? When they roll up in the Ecto-1. And everybody's cheering for them. Oh, man. They're going to be heroes. They're going to be heroes. The sky yeah. around the building has turned into this, I don't even know, it looks like some sort of interstellar storm, not of this earth. It's like all purple and everything. We might have to put in a little bit of overtime on this one. Ray, shut up. <laughs> and the sidewalk starts coming up out of the ground? Yeah, that kind of forces them inside the building. Oh no, they fall in a hole. Yeah, remember, yeah, 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 and everyone yeah. thinks they're dead. I remember that. Yeah, and then they crawl back out, and they're like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, they're kind of forced inside the building, and they can't take the elevator. It's not working, so they have to walk up twenty-two stories to get to this roof. And like up on the roof, the keymaster and the gatekeeper are ushering in the coming of Gozer with the purple lightning and the Illuminati triangle, and like the top of this roof. 
just looks like a big door, like two big doors that will like open out on this threshold. Mm-hmm. It, the architecture, quote unquote, is insane. <laughs> the way the way he's like, okay, so my girlfriend's a dog. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because both Dana... By the way, Peter, she's not your girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both Lewis and Dana have turned into the dog cat looking thing. The cat dogs. They're like Gozer's pets. Yeah, Zool and Vins. Oh, man. Yeah. I think that Gozer, Zool, and Vins are in a throuple. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my headcanon. Okay, okay. Because we're going to meet the Destructor now, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Gozer, this fucking queen. <laughs> the way Ray goes, it's a girl. And I'm like, Ray, you're so uneducated. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Gozer is they, them. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I believe that Gozer is non-binary because there is a masculine energy here. It's kind of like Bowie. Yes. I almost wish they would have gotten Bowie to play the part. Yeah, like this person up there in this see-through bodysuit with the David Bowie haircut and the red eyes. Oh, and the na- oh, those nails. Ray actually tries to be <laughs> official about this. The way Bankman just goes, go get her, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray's like, to the way it turns around, he goes, good evening. <laughs> As a duly designated representative of the city county and state of new york i order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension that ought to do it thanks very much ray (laughs) (laughs) and then the gozerian speaks oh god i can't i can't with this vocal effect that they're doing are you a god no then they shocked the shit out of him oh my god they try to force all of the ghostbusters off the roof with like the purple lightning yeah and like they all stand up and turn on their proton packs and they fire beams at gozer but they gozer just jumps out of the way yeah i know (laughs) And they turn around and they fire again. Make them hot. Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. (laughs) Gozer just disappears. Like, they think they've done it. They think that they've somehow successfully blinked Gozer out of existence. Mm -hmm. But no. No, not at all. Gozer's a a demon? A demigod? I don't know. I'm not really sure at this point. But the thing is, is that Gozer, in order to become the Destructor has to take a form. And remember what Lewis was talking about, like one of the pre-chosen forms. It will take one of the pre-chosen forms. Yeah, yeah. And like it starts speaking to like the Ghostbusters from the nothing, from the from the ether. It's like, choose a form. And this is where this is where Vinkman's like, all right, everybody, everybody, clear your heads. Yeah, no, nobody think anything. Like clear your heads, don't think of anything. We've only got one shot at this. The choice is made. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa! The traveler has come. Nobody choose anything! Did you choose anything? No. Did you? The line is totally blank. I didn't choose anything! The way Ray is just quietly backing away from all of them. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. What? What just popped in there? I. I. I tried to think. Look! No! It can't be! What is it? It can't be! What did you do, Ray? Oh, shit! 
Ray has subconsciously picked for the form of Gozer the Destructor, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. I cannot believe this. I know. And we see a, we see an image of a colossal Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. I'm talking Godzilla proportion, <laughs> fucking Cloverfield proportions. <laughs> Coming around Central Park West <laughs> onto the block. That fucking shot of its head just bobbing along, along the city skyline. I want to know where it appeared. Did it drop out of the sky? <laughs> Did it materialize? I want to know who all died when it just came into existence. Um, oh, poor Ray. He can't believe what he's done. It's walking through the street. People are getting out of their cars, screaming and running. It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. They all fire on the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man with the proton packs, but all that does is set him on fire. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> now we have burning marshmallow falling onto the people of New York City. Oh, I in, it's like napalm. Uh, uh, Carrie? Yeah. How dare you <laughs> like being, make that comparison? <laughs> or like tar? Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I mean, I do kind of like my marshmallow crispy. I do, too. Like, but, like, I just, not not sm- not smoking, not on. that. Before they fire at it, it hasn't noticed them yet <laughs> and then when it sees them it's like oh fuck yeah my destination <laughs> and here's where spangler comes up with an absolute batshit crazy idea the door swings both ways we could reverse the particle flow through the gate how we'll cross the streams excuse me egon you said crossing the streams was bad cross the streams you're gonna endanger us you're gonna endanger our client the nice lady who paid us in advance before she became a dog. Not necessarily. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. They're really about to gamble with making the entire universe implode. They've got to do this quick, too, because the inferno that is now the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is climbing up the building. Oh, here we and go. And is, like, right behind them. <laughs> All those shots on this soundstage with that just, just that really cherubic, horrifying face just coming up the side of the building. I also fail to remember that this is Gozer. Yeah, this is Gozer. <laughs> the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is the destructor of worlds. Hurry! See you on the other side, Ray. Nice working with you, Dr. Franklin. Aww. It does get a little, uh, see you on the other side, Ray. It does get a little mushy. And so they all square up, they power those proton packs up, point them at the gate and then cross the streams. And listen, the universe doesn't implode but they like practically blow the roof off that entire oh, no. building. I think it's so funny when they're hold. The, the, so much force is causing them to hold them steady, but they're holding them at dick level. Yeah, and then they literally <laughs> touch all their tips together. Stop. They do, Carrie. When they, they cross do. the streams. When they cross the streams, they literally put all their tips directly together, and that destroys the ancient Sumerian temple on top of this 1920s apartment building. <laughs> 
It's, it's, it's absurd. And because they destroy the gate, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man loses form. So we've got concrete fiberglass, asbestos, and burning marshmallow falling onto Central Park West in every direction. <laughs> they Like, literally, the entire cast wakes up covered in shaving cream. Yeah. That's what it is, is they use shaving cream for the marshmallow fluff. They're covered in so much marshmallow. Oh, I bet. Oh, mm, they could have been hairless after this. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it was a little bit of a gamble. Also, the cat dogs, Zool and Vins, they've been solidified. Yeah, they've repetrified, and they're, like, lying on their sides. And all the boys get up, and they're like, oh, no, we accidentally killed Venkman's girlfriend. And that Lewis other... Tully. Yeah, that other little cute guy. <laughs> Remember how the gargoyle got out of, like, its rock state before, like, breaking through the, the claw? Yeah. Dana starts to do the same thing. She starts to push her way out of this gargoyle. Venkman's staring wistfully at the claw, and then it starts crumbling. Oh. Oh, where am I? Oh. All right. Boy, the superintendent's gonna be pissed. Dana and Lewis are fine. They're really fine, and I'm just like, oh, thank God. I couldn't take that if this movie took them out like they were nothing. <laughs> Go check on the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I just hate it because, of course, <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Fucking, I love, I love Lewis. Who turned out the lights? It's so dark. He's still got the gargoyle head on. <laughs> and you know the thing I hate the most about this movie is, of course, after all of this business, Dana is now putty in Venkman's hands. He saved her life. I get it, but it it, it everything is going to work on her from now on. Well, actually... No, it doesn't, because of the sequel. Anyway. That's another movie. Also, what is with this weird Winston moment right here at the end? They're oh, all yeah. getting down off the building, and he just puts his fists in the air and goes, I love this town! <laughs> something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? And then we transition to all of them being applauded on the street. It's a great little ending scene. I love it because yeah. they start to roll the credits during this last sequence. I wrote, ew, not Sigourney Weaver kissing Bill Murray. And everybody going crazy for it. Okay, if you had to pick one thing about this end credit scene, what would you pick? Because I have a favorite. Like, just a favorite moment from it? Yeah, like a favorite aspect of it or whatever. I mean, I honest, I mean, I think we both have the same favorite moment. Okay, go because, ahead and tell like, me yours. Ob well, obviously we have uh, we obviously have Dana and Bankman kissing it out. I mean, Dan Aykroyd looks hella cute he in does. his little shot lighting his cigarette, and he's all pleased with himself because everything worked out. <laughs> they're heroes. And like I love, and then you know they're they're bringing up the Ecto One for them all to pile into. Janine runs up to Egon and gives him a big kiss. Yeah, because like. They were never not ending up together. Yeah, I know. I and know. like, and also, guess who they made drive? Winston. Anyway. Oh, come on. That that was his little moment. Was when he was like, "I love this town." Like, he doesn't get a little shot in the credit sequence. But I think our favorite moment collectively is um when poor little Lewis Tully is being shown out of the building. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I was rescued too. Anybody want to interview me? Because <laughs> like all the Ghostbusters are being talked to, right? Before yeah. they get into the car. And then these two people 
I don't even know what they are. I they don't know if they're emergency service people or construction workers or whatever, but they lead him away. <laughs> like to be studied or something. I, I don't know. know. Somebody get eyes on Lewis. I also love as they're like, they get in the Ecto-1 and they're pulling away mm-hmm. from the building. There is like a chorus line of Catholic priests standing in a line on the sidewalk, blessing the Ecto-1 <laughs> as it goes past. Because <laughs> I bet the Pope was like, holy shit, they did it. Yeah. Also, just imagine. You, me, 1984, we're sitting here, right here in Indiana. We're watching this on TV. <laughs> there are people around the world watching this on TV. Yeah, Cameramen <laughs> captured Gozer the Gozerian in the form of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, the world was never the same after that. There's no friggin' way. Which leads me to believe, okay, obviously you have the sequel, but then what about when we get to Ghostbusters Afterlife? You know? Hey, that's a whole conversation, man. Because it's like... Obviously, it's about Spangler's grandkids, right? Yes, it is. And Wolfhard and McKenna Grace or whatever her name is. Yeah. And like about, because like it's about their mom. But I love that Janine is not their grandmother. No, Janine and Spangler don't end up together. Which is just anyway. Like I know they ended up together at the begin at the end of this movie, but but they're not in the second one. No, they're not. Janine is with Lewis in the sequel. That's right. <laughs> When they have to make That's the commercial. That's fucking right, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. And, but, like, when we get to Afterlife, I'm sorry. Are we not remember? We find all of the old Ghostbusters shit in this shed in Oklahoma. Yeah, I know. But, like, I'm sorry. Is there not a Wikipedia page that they can open? <laughs> the 1984 Gozerian incident. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, <laughs> You, you think the whole like the whole conceit of the kids having to find all this stuff and the, yeah I know and unearth all that I'm sorry did this not make international news <laughs> back in 1984? <laughs> You're right. Your grandfather saved the world <laughs> right. from the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It is a little unbelievable, actually. Also, are we also supposed to believe that once Gozer disappears, all the other specters do? I mean, I because don't know, they, man. Are, are they gonna now have to re-round up all? <laughs> of the ghosts that were released because of the idiocy of the EPA. <laughs> Repeat business. <laughs> All, the government's gonna <laughs> pay to have them like clean up the whole city. They're tired, bitch. <laughs> they need six weeks off. <laughs> After that, are you kidding me? I feel like the maid. Could you keep it clean for, for five minutes? Maybe they. Maybe it's like, you know, they start having their own departments in respective states. Oh, Hello. Indiana State Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's too good. That's absolutely wild. But anyway, guys. R.I.P. Harold Ramis. Yeah, I mean, he did kind of really make that movie what it was. And Dan Aykroyd, R.I.P. your career. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> Leave him alone. Also, Bill Murray, go away. Stay away. <laughs> You're sick of Bill Murray. I fucking am. He's... <laughs> He's like the new Jack Nicholson. <laughs> He's got to be the old crotchety old man in all the movies now. And all the dramas about aging. Uh. He's, the, he's the new Jack Nicholson. Oh, God. Oh guys, thanks for thanks for getting into the spooky season with us with a comedy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, The Haunting was a comedy in its own right, right? 
is so bad. Gary <laughs> is so bad. Oh, that comes out on Monday, doesn't it? Yeah, sorry, it does. guys. Hi. <laughs> Hi from the past. Hi from the past. It's we're always from the past. But and, and like, guys, seriously, I just I can't believe it's taken us so long to cover that film. But <sighs> it's only been three years yeah i know (laughs) and guys we do have another spooky for you next week but it's gonna be a sequel and guys it'll also be actually spooky so yeah guys next week we will be covering the 2013 sequel to james wan's insidious insidious chapter two oh guys i haven't seen this in a while but I know that it's spooky. Yeah. I mean, the first one's scary enough, but I know that this one is scarier. And it's also a decent continuation of the narrative. Like, that is the kind, it's the kind of continuity that is rare in horror films. Insidious Chapter 2 is kind of like the Shrek 2 of horror. A little bit. You know? <laughs> it's just a widely acceptable and cherished sequel. That's too funny. <laughs> so look out for that next week, guys. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. Carrie's eyes are so wide because of the runtime. <laughs> And don't forget, (laughs) folks, my life is going to be such hell this week. Please practice the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little spooky watch party this month. Please don't forget to go check out our Patreon. If you want access to the full catalog of kicking and streaming releases from Sorry Mom Productions, go on over to our Podbean page. There you can get the custom RSS link and you can play it in any player of your choosing. Yeah, it's it's great. I love it. I love <sighs> that they can still get access to those episodes. I love us. I love this. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for all the hard work, Carrie. I love you. Oh, happy spooky. Merry gay Christmas, everyone. More quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming. Until then. Then I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom. Hail Satan, everyone. <laughs>